It's episode 798 of the Roadman Cyclone Podcast. The Tour de France may be over. Let's cue that intro. Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. A few years ago, I saw a huge gap in the market for an app that was like a cycling coach, but in your pocket. I knew that AI was ultimately going to be the best coach in the world, and I spent about two years of my life trying to make this app happen. Unfortunately for me, it didn't happen. But ever since then, I've kept a really close eye on this space to see if anyone else could succeed where I failed. The Breakaway app caught my attention a couple of months ago because Christian van der Velde, yep, the Christian van der Velde who came fourth in the Tour de France, is one of the co-founders. And it seems that the Breakaway have created the ultimate cycling training companion and they're bringing low-cost coaching to the masses. You'll know from listening to the podcast that my pet peeve is when cyclists head out the door with no plan, no goal, and just roll around without an objective. Don't be that guy! The Breakaway app looks at all your historic training data and it builds a plan around your strengths and weaknesses so you're always going to have the perfect session. They also have integrations which I'm really excited about, Whoop and Aura Ring. The reason I've previously ditched my wearables is because the data just wasn't informing my training. No longer the case. Head on over to roadmantrial.com and you can download their app for free. That's roadmantrial, R-O-A-D-M-A-N-T-R-I-A-L.com and download the app for free. The link to this is in today's show notes. Roadman, welcome back. It was stage 16 of the Tour de France, a 22.4 kilometer test. Pogaccia and Vindegaard head to head and this was set to be one of the decisive stages i'd marked out in my tour de france preview podcast yesterday stage the test and today's stage up Courcheval as the two key stages and i may have been critical of jumbo visma and their tactics leading into this stage maybe i need to take it all back because they have two hands firmly on the tour de france trophy jumbo visma nailed it Jonas vindergaard nailed it the momentum it all seemed to be with Pogaccia. he was chipping away day after day a second here a second there all that momentum it seemed to be in uae's corner jonas's lead was getting slowly and slowly eroded we even seen those pictures yesterday Pogaccia looked relaxed he looked jovial jonas on the other hand locked away in his hotel a nervous secluded lonely figure the fans the bookies favored for the tour de france everyone was talking about Pogaccia, and then bam, Jonas had other ideas. A time trial for the ages to maybe crown this year's Tour de France winner. Jonas almost caught Pogaccia in the end, finishing an astonishing 1 minute and 38 seconds clear. From the outset, Jonas was on a mission. The intention was written all over his face. You could see it in the start gate. But more importantly, that intention was written in his lions. Look at those lions through the first few corners. He carved the bike into those corners. As soon as he rolled down the ramp, he was like a Formula One driver carving through the apex of those turns. I don't know how much reconnaissance work that Jumbo Visman did, but it looks to be noticeably more than the amount of work that Pogaccia and UAE did. Jonas just seemed to know that entire course different. He seemed to know it at a deeper level. He intuitively knew where to lean, where the limit on each corner was, and he stayed in the bars through almost every corner. When you can stay in the bars, and stay more importantly than stay in the bars, stay arrow through the corners, 
you can carry an extra 0.2 of a kilometer an hour of speed. And that adds up because it means you don't have to accelerate back up to speed, which saves you wattage out of the corner. So it's this game of, you know, small little incremental savings all the way through these corners, which you can then unleash on the final climb. Because we call it a 22.4 kilometer test. Test being the key word. That's exactly what it is. You need to gauge that effort to get 100% of your effort, 100% of yourself out into the bike over the course of that 22 kilometer course. So the more time you can save true corners, tucking, staying a little bit lower, carrying speed so you don't have to get back up to speed, that means you have more of yourself left to give in the finish. And that's what Jonas done. That's what this was, an exhibition in saving through these corners, staying arrow, staying fast. And then when it came time to unleash on the final climb, Jonas just had so much more. Like looking at the splits, it illustrates how effective he was through these corners. He was 22 seconds up on Pogaccia after just seven kilometers and it just got worse and worse from there. Pogaccia elected to change his bike. Now, I'm never a fan of this bike change strategy in time trials. Even if the mathematics are done correctly and it makes sense, which I'm sure UAE, you know, they've calculated this in every sense and it obviously on paper looked like it was the smart move. No doubt that calculation was very much affected by Colnago having a two kilogram heavier time trial bike than Jumbo Visma. The Colnago, beautiful bike, aesthetically, performance wise, it's very aerodynamic, but it is a heavy bike. Cervelo don't have that problem with the Cervelo P5 being one of the fastest and lightest time trial bikes on the market. So Pogaccia elected for that time, that bike change, which cost them an additional 20 seconds. I think just this just puts pressure all around on everyone. Can you imagine being the mechanic doing that bike change? Like, how much does a mechanic make an hour? The fate of the entire UAE team and Pogaccia's Tour de France future hinges on a bike mechanic who is overworked and underpaid. It's a lot, a lot of pressure on staff. It's a lot, a lot of pressure on Pogaccia. I don't like it, but that's not what lost for him in the end. He lost by 1 minute 38 margin. The bike change cost him 20 seconds. Jonas was just on another level, and that's the story of today. We hear Pogaccia at the finish line, and his quote was, I had time on Wout van Aert, and I was really happy to be 20 seconds in front of him on top of the first climb. I was trying to go good, and I was gaining time on him, but I was losing time on Jonas, so it's a bit of a shame. I still tried to limit the loss and push to the finish. I gave it my all. And he did. Pogaccia finished 138 down on Jonas, which is a huge margin. But Wout van Aert was 251 down on Jonas. And he was in third place. So that shows you the gap between Pogaccia and Wout was absolutely huge. This wasn't an off day for Pogaccia like we've seen in the crucial time trial in La Plaza de Belfi a couple of years ago where Roglic famously lost the yellow jersey to Pogaccia. Pogaccia didn't have an off day today, yesterday, like Roglic did that day. He was second on the stage, but by a considerable margin. He almost caught the other podium contender, Rodriguez, from Ineos. And Rodriguez is a noted time trial specialist. This was Jonas pulling out one of the very best time trials of his life. Jonas on the finish line said, It was one of the best days I've ever had on the bike. So good that at one point I even doubted whether my power meter was right because it was reading so high. That just shows how crazy good a day Jonas was on. He would have dreamt of this on the rest day. The Tour de France is not over. We're into today what I dubbed to be the decisive stage and Jumbo Visma marked it out as a key stage in this year's Tour de France where Jonas was going to make his move. 
maybe the Tour de France is less exciting for some than it had been when it was an eight second margin. But with the bigger margin now, what we do have is a dynamic of one party, Pogaccia, being a wounded animal. And they say wounded animals are the most dangerous, and Pogaccia is one hell of a wounded animal, so I'm not sure that this Tour de France is over. Expect to see fireworks tomorrow on the 187-kilometer stage, which starts in Saint-Jarvis-Mont-Blanc and finishes up the iconic horse category climb of Courchevel. The Tour de France is just kicking off, folks. Ride safe, and I'm going to chat to you again tomorrow.